The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Straight from the Mouths of Madness. I'm one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is F. You Honor. What's up, bitches? You, I don't even know. Spooky ass, a fucking... spooky, <laughs> ghoulish, yeah, occultish bitches. Uh, true crime into supernatural crime. Well, I do know there are a lot of people into true crime, so this this should be right up the alley there. Because uh, tonight on the chopping block, we're going to talk about 2012 Sinister. Now, as though you don't know, that is. A movie directed by Scott Derrickson. Now, this dude has a pretty fucking badass plethora, uh, a plethora of movies, if you will. Like, biggest he's ever done would be Doctor Strange. Yeah. He was the director of Doctor Strange. But, but he did that other shitty <laughs> one. <laughs> I was about to bring that, that up, man. One. We you referenced know, it recently on one of the on other the episodes. Yeah. About the, about the exorcism. Yeah. Oh, God. He directed Deliver Us from Evil. Well, how do you... Like, the year after. I know. Sinister. I know. The year after Sinister. And then he does The Day the Earth Stood Still with Keanu Reeves, the oh, remake. Oh, man. All right, so Doctor Strange. <laughs> he did Doctor Strange, uh, yes. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm-hmm. That was not, not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. Look, I'll mention that, but I'm not mentioning fucking... But come uh, on, what about Hellraiser Inferno? You know? Oh, that was no, like his really? first film, man. That was, oh, like... that was his first film? <laughs> well, we're just trying to get a job, man. Oh, dude, know. that movie's terrible. Oh, but yeah, but the cool thing is, this is an early Bloomhouse production. Yeah. So... And... I'll be honest, I kind of gravitated rewatching this because there was a poll that actually I think came up in one of the trivia questions um, one time for us was like, what is ranked as the scariest movie for people? And, you know, you have your go-tos, but this movie ranked... It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, this movie ranked number one, which is crazy to think. <sighs> I don't I don't believe, in, to me, it's number one, but I definitely was like, you know what? I need to check this shit out again. Yeah. Because it was one of those yeah. that I remember watching, I enjoyed it, but I was like, is it really that hardcore? And rewatching the second time, I can see where it could freak people the fuck out. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I think the, <clears throat> the element that works for it is the fact that it has true crime elements to it, you know, but then it puts in that, that kind of like supernatural thing. And I think having where you literally have this character in the background that starts showing up as as the investigating is going on i think that's what did it kind of like we were talking about the haunting of uh um hill house hill house yeah where you're looking you see people in the background and that's what kind of fucks with you this movie kind of works with that yeah like once ethan so basically uh ethan hawk is the main character he's the father of a family and he's a writer true crime writer and he moves his family into Crossing the line, by the way. Oh, man. Moved his family into a house where another family had presumably hung themselves, and one of the other, one of the kids went missing after that. And they hung themselves on the tree right out their back door. Yeah. Right up. No, they do build up that apparently he had one big novel, his, uh, Kentucky Blood. Yeah. That, like, that was his, like, go-to. So he's, he's a pretty famous writer because apparently Kentucky Blood... It was a bestseller, mm-hmm. and apparently it helped solve this, like, you know, cold case. Basically, crime. where the cops don't get, where he finds, he, fi- he goes in and tries to find stuff the cop missed to solve the case. Yep. You know? 
And, and a few other books after that were didn't really. shitty attempts. And we find out early on when the uh, sheriff of the town they moved into. What a It's dick. like, hey, oh, you're that writer. Hey, you could go just fuck off completely. Just How about you just leave fucking town now? Like, yeah. And apparently, yeah, his other books, he went right after the police force and said, these guys bubbled this and this is how it should have been solved. Yeah. Yeah. And he also didn't sell as much. So. Yeah. So Maybe. that's the thing. He's desperate. Mm-hmm. And that's why... But he, he moves into the, into the, house, the murder dude. house. And which there's on, a part dude. at the very beginning where she's like, you know, are, how far are we from the case you're investigating? And he's like, it's it's not that far. And you're like, yeah, it's not that far. You're fucking standing in it. That's the murder house, motherfucker. It's fucking terrible. Oh. Oh. But yeah, so the movie starts out with the, the 8 millimeter recording of the family hanging itself. Yeah. Being hung. And that also, I think, is what makes this movie pretty fucking cool. It's that kind of old school, like, you know, who's holding the camera? We're literally witnessing these family members being murdered. Right there, That that's a creep factor and a half. Well, and, like, you you watch it, and the first time at the beginning of the movie, you're kind of absorbing it. Like, this is a fucked way to start a movie. And you see the saw basically cutting the branch that would pull them up yeah. to hang them. But then when he, later on in the film, when he goes back and rewatches it, you, you then you're like, oh, no, I, the saw was moving. What the, Who the fuck? Who's cutting the damn tree branch? Yeah. So, like, basically, he st- the, fir- the first night in, he starts in and starts doing research. He finds these box of old 8mm reels. Well, he goes to the attic, remember? He finds them, yeah. because yeah, he hears a sound, of, co- of course. But he goes to the attic because of the pictures. Like, he has pictures of, I guess, the crime, uh, f- I guess, the um, footage, like, old crime scene photos. Yeah. How the fuck do you get a hold of those? They're not public record, right? Yeah. No, I th- see, I thought he heard something, because when he went up there, you first see that Fucking scorpion just randomly That's in the right. fucking attic. That's right. And then right right next to this box, he's like, oh, what's in this box? And it's just these fucking reels of film and a fucking projector. It's all set up no, there. No, but like, there were pictures too, right? I, th- I Maybe, but I thought, were pictures I thought he, he was, was taking photos of what he was that's, watching on the... That's, okay, that's what yeah. it was. That No, that's what it was. And uh, yeah, the fucking scorpion, that was, that was weird. Which, again, like, okay, mm. by the way, A, I would not go up to that fucking attic after that shit. Um, and B, he doesn't learn his lesson because he runs into something else later in the movie that I definitely would not fucking go up into the attic for. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, he finds this box and it has all these reels. It's like five of them. Yeah, and it's like this old school projector, you know. So he fucking is like, all right, well, let me check it out. And the first one says, what was the title? Uh, well, so he doesn't watch them in order, which is weird. Like, well, so he watches the, fa- the family. He watches the family. So it was, uh, what was it? Uh, ooh, family Hanging Out 2011. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? And that's where he's watching it, and it's it's footage of the family, and they're having good, and then cuts to them all hung up in the tree, and Liv comes down, and they're fucking hanging. Yeah. Y'all being murdered right there on he's the camera. Being murdered, yeah. And it you know, makes them cringe, and then like... <laughs> I think the second one is the car one. Where, yes. Yeah. And the which, second one is the car one, where, where this family... the Dude, there are chains wrapping around the car doors, yeah. like... You ain't getting again, out. What I like about it is that it shows shots of the family doing stuff, like you're just walking around, you know. having a barbecue. Party. Yeah, and then next thing you know, they're in the car chained up, and the car's set on fire. Like, and then it explodes, because there's, there's full gas tan- yep. cans in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, like, there's no, maybe this car's explode. No. Literally, each family member chains and their own gas can next to them. So, like, there's no way any of y'all are going to get out of the shit. You're mm-hmm. all fucked. Yep. Big old explosion. You're like, oh, my God. I think the next one was the pool party. Pool party, yes. So the first, the other one was called Barbecue 79, and then this one's Pool Party 66. So he's actually kind of, he's not completely going back in order, but he's definitely going 
The first one is the Pool Party 66. Which the Pool Party one, not that hardcore deaths, but it fucked up. And which yeah. motherfuckers are at, uh, they're out there next to the pool, tied up on the lawn chairs. And then you see a rope pulling them each. One at in, a time. Yeah. One at and, a time. This is where he's watching this footage and he sees something in the water off to the side. As he's watching these people fucking drown. And he looks and there's this dude. Yeah, white mask. Face, yeah. And like black eyes. In the fucking water, like watching that shit, and he's like, um, "What the fuck?" And this is where this movie gets, and to me, definitely got to that creep factor as he's looking at, and then he looks away, and the fucking face slowly turns to look at him. Mm-hmm. That'll fuck with you. I'm sorry, man. Like that, that was that that element. That, and then they, bar- they used it goes- later on with Penny, uh, the first uh, it movie, yeah. and yeah. it's just a creepy thing where that still photo, and all of a sudden, someone just turns to look at you. Nope. And then, uh, well, no. So when he was, when so he was, the, the film was still going when that happened. So he thought it was someone in the water while it was being recorded, as he was turning. Remember, he gets up to go to the projector, and then the f- the film burns away. So that's when he starts splicing it together and taking digital pictures. Yeah. So that shit can happen again. Ugh. What happens to the digital picture is he 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 like uh, this. I think this is after his. Yeah, this is after his second attempt into the attic. Here, it's something else again. He goes in the attic. This is where he finds Hunter's favorite thing. Oh, God damn it. There's a snake. Ugh. Yeah. But what he found, the snake under, was a lid to a, to a box. I guess it was it was the box for the films. Yep. Which, when he got the films originally, it was just open. Yeah. So the box, the lid to the box of the films had a snake under it. When he turned the box lid over after he, the snake ran off, he didn't even fucking kill the goddamn thing, it had pictures. Adorable pictures. Little Aww. stick drawings yeah. of every murder <laughs> that he had watched so far. But there was another person there said Mr. Boogie. Yep. So he's like, Mr. Boogie's in all these. He saw the guy in the pool. So then he goes back down and starts rewatching all the videos. And then he see, like the, the barbecue one with the with the car explosion. He sees the figure in the window, the same same face. Yep. And he pauses it Election. and he goes to kind of he's oh, I forget what he's yeah. looking at. That's when it turns, turns around. Yeah. I was that's like, fucked oh, up. Ugh, oh. No, no, that's so some of the the other films uh are so we said Sleepy Time, ninety eight. We gotta go with the most fucked up one, in my opinion. Mm. The lawn was it? Is it the lawn work? Lawn work. Eighty six. Because what's crazy yeah. about that is it's nighttime again. Generic footage. It's raining. Nighttime. You see someone grab a lawnmower. It's raining. You're like, okay, why? Are, it's nighttime. Like, what are you fucking doing? And they're it's a flashlight. The and, and, and it's, it's the, a flashlight. It's the camera, they're pushing yeah. lawnmower, and all of a sudden they're just pushing and pushing and pushing. And then all of a sudden you see them kind of lifting the lawnmower up. It's one of those pushable lawnmowers. And there's a person laying there, and the lawnmower goes down, and he cuts it off. But it's so fast. But you, it was it was Hawk's reaction. God, like that was, was good acting because yeah. it was like, oh Jesus! He's like, like fuck yeah, yeah, because it's so fast. You don't you like it? Literally, it's it's like probably well, three you seconds. Figure out like why is someone cutting their lawn in mm-hmm. the middle of the night while it's raining? Like, there's no reason to do this. Oh, you're murdering people. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. I got you. And then, uh, <laughs> um, so they didn't show where Boogie was in that. He went back and watched the hanging with the family. Uh, family hanging out one, and he saw him behind the family in the bushes. Yeah. So he's watching that. Was that was cool. And that's, that's yeah. what I was saying, that element of like, oh, fuck, man, this dude's in every photo. Yeah. But he starts investigating, and he, where the sheriff is like, you can just go fuck off, there's a deputy that's a fan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll help you out. You know, like, look, you know, you can, you can leave me as the, the good guy in your book. When you write your book, just maybe throw me a mention, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I was there to give you good sources and stuff like that. So he's like, all right, cool. Can you do some research for me? Come find out about. You know, if there was this a murder, murder this he describes murder, all the murders yeah. and what he's seen. So the deputy kind of goes through and finds out, and there's he gives him information, and then these families are murdered, 
And the same thing with all these murders is, is that... No, that happens. You don't find that out till the end, though. What about the, uh, the family member missing? Oh, no, the family member missing. Thing. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Family is that member missing. Yeah. All the family members, except for one... There's one kid. Yeah. One of the kids is always missing. And uh, so Sleepy Time 98 is basically, he walks through, there's parents tied up downstairs, slits their throats, and then there's one, like, the, uh, one of the kids upstairs, slits their throat. That, that one was, all right, it's horrible, but it was, it was kind of basic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, Lawn Work's probably the hard most, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Lawn Work, I, I think Lawn Work is. It's just cause, oh. it's because it's such a, you're, like, invested in, like, what's going to happen, and then there's a person there, the Lawn Work goes, and then... Like, I think that's the most effective one. Yeah. But, I don't even think you finished watching it because there was more than just one parent, I feel like. But there's a deal made with, you know, Ethan Hawke, his whole family, it's his, his wife, his two kids, they all moved in this house. And the deal is keep your work separate from the family because his wife knows he's investigating some fucked up shit. So he has his own room that he locks. He has a projector. So keeping the kids don't go in here and everything. Well, the little girl starts deciding to draw on her fucking wall and she's like mom look at this look i got a family hanging in a tree mm. and mom's like why would you draw that she's like oh that's the people dad is looking at you know yeah and that's where she's like you stop fucking telling the kids about the shit you're looking up oh no it, he uh the son went drew it in his first day of school on the board yep on the fucking chalkboard he drew that shit <laughs> and like still she doesn't know they're in the house oh, she just doesn't man. know they're in the house she finds out because which one night, like, so Ethan Hawke's getting fucked with, too, while he's watching these films and doing research. Like, the spirits of all these kids that are missing are, like, all in the house, right? I, that's, I'll say this. That seems a little silly. Oh, I it mean, is. They're, because, like, running right behind he's, them. he's walking through, and it could be creepy, but they're literally like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to touch you. And then they run off. Like, they're all yeah. running towards him or fucking with him. Not moving anything, just literally, like, if you, if I wasn't a ghost, you'd totally see me. Kind of weird. But then it draws him to go outside. Mm-hmm. And that's where, um, well, he sees his son. Yeah, his, he finds he he finds his son hiding in the woods one time because his son's starting to have his night terrors again too. That's right. Yeah. And the daughter in that same scene, uh, where that the big scene at night where all the kids are running around, the ghosts. The one of the ghosts is in his daughter's room when he goes and checks on her, and she's turned over. But then you see that she's staring at one of the ghosts, and where she had drawn that shit on the wall, now she drew the the the. Uh, Mr. Boogul, 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 on there, and she's just like, shh, like the ghost, so like, oh, that's fucking creepy. That was a good shot. And then when he's outside... The dog? Yeah, but you see... The kid's for, behind him, and the dog's in the way. you see a quick shot, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You it, It's a pretty simplistic character, like mm-hmm. the white face, but it just works, because he just is there. Yeah. So... And basically... Uh, oh, he contacts... Visit D'Onofrio. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before we get to him, uh, the guy, the guy who plays his deputy, James Ranson, he was in It. He's a grown-up Eddie in It Chapter Two, and he's in The Wire, Season Two. That's right. So if that gives you an idea who he is, so the other big main actor is Vincent D'Onofrio, who plays an occult expert at uh, up to college. Yeah, because the deputy's like, look, because there's some weird writings that are symbols too. Symbols. So he's like, I don't know what the fuck it is, and Hmm. the deputy's like, I don't know, but there's a dude that studies a lot of the occult shit. I'll throw you his way. And I really like those scenes because mm-hmm. they're very short. They're just they're talking. Intense. But they're talk he's talking to him through just the video conference. It's yeah. not even like he's there. And he's just like he's like, Okay, these are the symbols. And I love how he's like, Yeah, like they, they these were the symbols. 
of pagan worshiping and stuff like that, you know, of this this character that nobody wants to fuck with. He's like, there's different signs: the scorpion, the snake, and then like, and of course, Ethan Hawke's like, yeah, that's weird. Doesn't put any of that shit together. Hey, dude, all that shit has been showing up at your fucking house, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he does go into like it's his old pagan ritualistic. Or the, this dude character eats a, He eats children. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he like eats the souls of children, but slowly, right? But apparently, it's so fucking hardcore that like, like that shit. Everything's been, been like down rats. Everything's been like fucking yeah. burnt and got and you know destroyed because it was, you know, he was like, oh, just you know, fear and you know, old old Christian, you know, you know, uh, so, what do they call it, superstition. Yeah, and I was like, well, uh, <laughs> so one more time, he's out there doing they're doing the fucking thing, watching the videos, and uh, yeah. So the long one was actually the last one he watched. Was it? That was because right after that, he goes, he hears a noise again. He goes upstairs, and all the kids that previously were, were creeping him out were all lined up. Oh, that's right. Watching the projector that apparently was just in his room, and on the projector, you see fucking yeah. the ghouls show up. Fuck that. And turn around and look at him right before it actually jumps out in his face, and he falls down. And he falls through the attic because it was up in the attic. Yeah. And he falls through and the he was fucking scared hole. To, he was just scared shitless. Yeah. And that's when he grabs all his shit. Fucking runs it out, sets it on fire. Yeah, like, we're leaving. Yeah, we're fucking leaving. Oh yeah, because it's set it on fire. It'll never be seen again. It's fine. Yeah. So, dude, by the way, why why, one, why didn't he live in that the house he moved to in the first place? That was like a fucking mansion. I know. Jesus. But here's what's crazy is that um, it's a real simple trick. But throughout the movie, that projector just turns on by itself. Oh yeah. And, well, that, he, that, and, that, and that is creepy as fuck because that is well, not something that accidentally turns on. Well, we find out later. How, who was actually turning it on? Who was running away when he would walk in the room? Yep. Because when he sets up his new house, he sits down to delete his files. He sees he got an email from the occultist, and then and the, I think the deputy that also happens after that. Yeah. Uh, he sees an email from the occultist, or well, the occult expert at the college, and he opens emails like, "Hey, here's some images." So he like calls him again over conference, and the guy goes into it. he's a little more serious. Time he's like, "Yeah." Uh, this dude's bad. Like, yeah. This is really, really bad. Yeah, this is not good, This man. is not okay. Like, you just even... I shouldn't even be saying his name. Like, you, It's pretty much... He's acting like he's fucking... Uh, what's his name from Harry Potter? Yeah, like, he's like... like oh. I feel weird even just bringing it up, man. But, <laughs> like, what What exactly... What kind of book are you writing? Like, he was just like dead serious. Well, let's <clears throat> go back for a quick second, though, because, yes, he moves out. But that also might have helped that his wife finds out... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're the murder house, honey. <clears throat> She finds yeah. out from the daughter, I mm-hmm. think. Because your daughter draws a symbol like, of one of the little these girls. These are people that used to live here that mm-hmm. died in the backyard. And then the wife's like... Backyard. Are, are, what? 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 <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 So as much as Ethan Hawke's also like, we need to get the fuck out of Dodge, the wife to find out, we we were you know, sleeping where the people got killed. Yeah. Did help. It's, it's, it's fine. And but, this, they, but he was like, they weren't literally killed here. You were killed in the backyard. He yeah. only said it like that. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? They're near them. Oh, God. But this is... We get to the best part of this movie, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. This so is the, the ultimate, deputy yeah. that fucking... He's like... The deputy calls him, and he's like, I did research on all the families, and I found the trend mm-hmm. of what connects them all. Mm-hmm. Every one of the families had moved from the house into the new house, or, or and it moved into the house, and when they moved out... That's when the murder happens until the new family moves in. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm out of the house. So I should be fine. He's no, like, he said, no, that's the worst thing you could have done. Well, he said, he said the problem, he said like this, the problem, he's like, the problem is you moved. Mm-hmm. Like what? And he's like, 
every murdered family previously lived in a house where the last murder took place. Yep. So as soon as you went into a house where the murder actually took place and you moved, you you've now just stayed in the murder house. You dude. fucked up, man. Uh, uh, and then right after uh, that, like right after that phone call. Well, you see the in. note. You see the note when he's talking to the doc, when he's putting. Oh, because he, he he went up to the attic and he found the box of tape That's and right. the projector. He's like, what the fuck? And he brings it back down. There's a new one that said extended cutscenes. Yep. And he extended ending cutscenes. And he puts them all together. And right before, right after he hears that, he sits down, he watches that, um, and then he sees that it was all the kids. That's right, yeah. It's like deleted all scenes the where it's like... The girl jumps down from the tree that was chopped, that was sawing the branch. Which is fucked up because she jumps off the tree, and then she's hanging on to her dad's leg, like, yay, yeah. we're having fun. Oh. You're a human swing. So terrible. <laughs> then you see the, dude, the, the, the son who pulled his parents into the fucking pool just get down and hop in the pool, but they all make the shh thing. Yeah, that's right? the thing. They turn around and they go shh. Oh, the one little blonde girl in a rain poncho that ran over her fucking yeah. parent's face with a lawnmower? It's fucking horrible, dude. <laughs> oh. But yeah, there's that, and then the deputy is giving a heads up, and he's already fucked. But you see the They're note fucked. when he drinks the coffee while he's putting the t- while he's putting the 8mm uh, together. Yeah. Because like, he, he's, he learned how to splice and all that shit through all this. You see there's a note, but I, I, I didn't really pay attention to it, and he puts his coffee cup down on it, and then when he finds out it's the kids... And that then he finds out it's that when you looks, move. Well, he looks in that cup too. And then he then he looks in the cup and then looks good night, daddy. You're like fuck. Yeah, because and by the way, I don't know what did she put in there because that shit was like glowing, whatever. I have no idea. Maybe it was Bagul's jizz and it makes him sleepy. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't know. I don't know, but that shit was glowing. But you know, that's not good. Mm-mm. And uh, yeah, when he wakes up, uh, the mom's over there and the son's over there tied up just like him, and uh, daughter comes over the next, and then. Uh, she puts eight millimeter down and goes to hacking. Yep. But the cool shot is the very end, and this is why this film is called House Painting, twenty twelve, because she literally paints the walls. Yeah. Because she she drew she drew on the walls exactly in the old house like which, that was a thing which he had permission to do. So she drew <laughs> all over the wall, drew her symbols. So much blood. All dude, well you cut someone's head off, dude. It's well, that's what I'm saying. Well, you, like, you got three people. That's a lot of. That's, that's a plenty lot of, of painting. That's plenty right. of painting. Yeah. And then the very you know then you see. The box is back in the attic, and there's a new canister. It says "House Painting 2012," <laughs> and a and new then, drawing on the inside of the box. Yeah, with a little, little and all the paint, all the drawings are so cute because they're all children's versions of it. So she so. watches her film. So before it ends up back in the attic, she's watching her film, and you see her drawing as she's watching her film, her murder her parents, and then you see all the kids kind of show up on screen, and then all of a sudden they run away. And he pans to her, and then it goes to the side, and you see the ghoul right there, yeah. which is the most vivid shot you get of him. Yeah. And it's so fucking, he's fucking creepy. He, he just is, he is creepy, picks her yeah. up, and next thing you know, he's in the fucking it's film. Like, it's such a basic design, but it just works in this movie. It works so well. I can't explain. Well. Because if someone was wearing that as a Halloween costume, I was like, all right, well, I guess you wanted to Now I'd be like, oh, I got you, bro. Yeah. I have not seen that cosplay, but by the way. But here's the thing. Yeah, I haven't seen the cosplay. Plus, I feel like up close, if you were to see it or whatever, but... It's something about the white face and the black around the eyes that when you see it far away, it, it, it's very effective. It, it, it is. It works. I mean, dude, black metal bands are doing that for years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, That's why the crow is so scary. Seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, because it gives you that dead eye look thing. And it's, just, it's so creepy. And yeah, he just gets up, picks the girl up, and next thing you know, he's in the film. And then he keeps walking away. So he's got another soul to slowly feed on. And then, then it pans to where you see the box back in the attic with a new canister. Yep. And then it ends. Yeah. Oh. Now, I have not seen Sinister 2. I haven't either. It's got horrible reviews. Yeah. And 
we kind of brought this up with the Conjuring one. Um, I'm just going to, word of mouth, stay away from it. Because, you know, look, Conjuring, and I guess Conjuring 2 are you're safe with. But when they get away from the formula that made the movie strong, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you the opinion. Yeah, no, Conjuring, I'm stay 2 the fuck away. Conjuring 2 is definitely worth it. But yeah. Insidious 2? But I'm saying Insidious Conjuring 3, 3 kind of taught me that lesson. Yeah, maybe just be, be safe. At least it wasn't directly in the sequel. Like, Sinister 2 apparently is trash. But the, but my thing is, is I enjoyed Sinister. I'm going to one and done. I don't need to watch any more sequels. So. Well, what I hear about Sinister 2, it's, it's basically the same beats, but the main character now is the deputy. And I'm like, oh, okay, no, he's not he's not lead material. Yeah. He's not lead material. <laughs> Ethan Hawke was awesome in this movie. Yeah. Like, he fucking crushed it. Like, I was so happy with him in this film. There's a weird thing where Ethan Hawke just started jumping on. I guess he must have a real tight relationship with the uh, Bloomhouse. Maybe. Because, I mean... Bird sucked. I understand, but he still has kind of helped them out. Like, you know, and some of these early films like Sinister and like The Purge. What else was he doing? He's done enough stuff, you know. No, but I mean, he had faded. Like, the last good thing he did before this was Training Day. That's true. But he still had Training Day to go on. He was nominated. 2003? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just saying, he he literally, he's he's the main star of these movies. No, that's true. And if the first one fucking tanked, he's the main star in a bunch of movies nobody fucking cares about. So at least you. Well, yeah, this was a hidden gem. This movie didn't make it yeah. in theaters. Like this is one of the ones that built over the time. Like it didn't do bad in theaters. I'm just saying, like it wasn't like. Did it come out before? Out. I had to come out after Conjuring, right? Conjuring was 2012 or 2013. Yeah, it was around it was the same before period of time. Conjuring. It might have been before, but I think it was before. But it didn't like blow would, the gates again, off anything. I would put anything. this movie in that category of the first Conjuring. It's a. Really solid movie. Oh yeah, it survives the chopping block all day. Like it's a, it's a fu- it's a it's not it's, your it's terrifying. it doesn't just go on the basic jump scare things. It actually builds up. I get the true crime element, the old footage like that you're watching. Like mm-hmm. you're watching with Ethan Hawke discovering like these families being fucking murdered and the film canisters he discovered in the fucking attic of the place they just it's moved so to. So uncomfortable. And like, it's just it's it's, it's, just a, it's a real good creepy feeling. Yes. That doesn't go. Uh, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. It says, we just want to freak you the fuck out. Yeah. And that's, what, that, that, and that's what makes it, you're right, like, there are jump scares, but really, it, I've got to say there's probably like four or five. The rest of that yeah. movie is basically just slowly just building yeah. on just this depravity. Again, right? my, my curious, curiosity was just that poll, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it another rewatch. I picked it up before I could rewatch it. My, my son Parker watched it, and he messed with me. He's like, he's like, this movie's legit. So for Father's Day, set up the outside projector. Perfect night, kind of windy. Watching it, perfect element to watch that movie. And it, yeah, I'll admit it creeped me the fuck out. It's a creepy fucking movie, dude. And I'd seen it before. Yeah, I hadn't seen it since like it first came, like roughly around when it you first mean, came we out. We probably watched it together. Did we? I, I don't think know. Did I did. We go I think see that so. Theater? I don't remember. Yeah. I feel like I saw it on because again, like I, don't, I think it came and went so quick. It wasn't in theaters long, from what I remember. Right? I, I I thought we might have seen it together, but we might have. I I yeah. don't remember. We've seen. It's a lot hard of to movies. remember the good ones because we're we're very so easy to remember when we see the shit ones. You're like, remember uh, we saw Porter Guys remake that fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah, we were angry for two days. Yeah, fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, again, survive the chopping block. Great fucking great fucking movie. If you have not given Sinister a chance, well, hey, why the fuck not? It's been almost ten years. Uh, two. It definitely is one of those. I know there's some movies we recommend, like badass kills or gore. This one, is just this kind of. I don't know. It's, it's on its own. It has a it has an amazing tone. Is mm-hmm. the best way I can I can put it. We both own it. Yeah. It's a great fucking film. Um, 
Hit us up at lowdownbrown.gui.gmail.com if you have already seen it. And if you're watching it because of this, hit us up and let's, let us know what you think. Or if um, you've seen part two, let us know yeah, what you think us, yeah, so we don't yeah. have to watch it. Seriously. <laughs> and uh, as always, go to gilpodcast.com. Click on the Amazon link and shop through Amazon like normal. We just get a little kickback. We appreciate that. And uh, right next to the Amazon link on gilpodcast.com, we've got Public. Click on that link and it'll take you to our, all our merches for all the shows under the network. Bunch of designs. You can get it on so many things. It's absurd the number of things you can get it on. And then while you're also on GUIPodcast.com, you can check out all the shows that have the awesome designs and give them a listen. <laughs> so we got enough shows for a different flavor for everybody. There is something there for you to get into. And um, until we talk to you again, stay safe. Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts.